Now, there's a story that reminds me of this that I came across recently that um, I found so um, heartwarming, heartwarming, maybe in a bit of a bittersweet way, but definitely heartwarming. And just this past July, on a very hot day in Philadelphia, there was an 80-year-old woman named Mary Alice McGrath who went to pick up a prescription. Sadly, though, she was hit by a truck in an intersection. Now, there was a police officer nearby named Francis Lynch who saw this happen, and he did what any police officer would do. He called for help. He called an ambulance, and then he went over to Mary Alice, and he saw that state that she was in, which wasn't good. And he knew in that moment that there wasn't anything that he would be able to do for her. And so he did the only thing that he could. He lay down next to her in the road as she was making her transition from this life. Now, this was an act of love, clearly, Because what was also going on that day was that that asphalt was hot. It was a hot day in Philadelphia. And it turns out that after all of this happened, that Officer Lynch ended up needing medical treatment for some burns that he had on his body because he spent 30 minutes with Mary Alice taking care of her. He made sure that she wasn't alone. He shared his love with her. And I find this story inspiring because what it illustrates for me is how love brings us together, how it connects us, no matter what's going on in the world. In a world where the idea of separation, the idea of us versus them can often feel like it's really trying to find its way into our lives, Love reminds me that those ideas of separation and us versus them, they're just simply not grounded in reality. For me, love and relationship, those two words tend to be synonyms because love reminds me of all of the bonds that we share. And so today... In this talk, Love is a Spectrum, we're going to talk about the myriad different ways that love will show up for us in our lives and the myriad ways that we can express that love in the world. Because what I know is that love expresses itself in as many ways in the world as there are grains of sand in the beach, as there are stars in the sky. Some of those ways might look familiar to us such as the flutter butterflies that we get in our stomach, maybe on that first date, or that deep loyalty and support that we feel within a tight-knit family. Each of us has a different way that we share the gift of our love with the world. In fact, I would argue that each and every expression of love, and here's a secret, that's literally everything, Everything is an expression of love. (laughs) Each and every expression is unique. There's this incredible, almost unimaginable, I certainly can't wrap my head around it, diversity in all the various ways that love makes itself known in the world. 
both in its physical expression, such as us human beings, but also in the ways that it connects everything, that it binds things together. Whether it's through the forces of nature, like the gravity that's holding us on this planet, or the uncountable different ways that we can all fall in love with each other. Like each snowflake that crystallizes out of that moist winter air, each expression of love has never happened just quite the same way before. And one aspect that I found of how love shows up for me in the world is how it seems to naturally combine these seemingly different expressions of itself together, sometimes seemingly opposing expressions of love together into something greater than those parts would be all on their own. So each of us has a human body, right? At least I hope so. We don't have any aliens in the room, right? Okay, cool. If you are, welcome. (laughs) We're glad to have you. But did you know, fun fact, that our human body is an example of how this love combines together because our human body, it is now known that on average is made up of about 30 trillion cells. Wrap your mind around that, 30 trillion. All of us are a trillionaire. How cool is that? In fact, each human body has more cells in it than there are stars in our galaxy. And all of these cells, each one being just a little bit different than all of its siblings, work in harmony to create something more than they would on their own. They create you. They create me. They create us. And all of that starts with just two cells. Each of those two cells only having half of the story in their DNA of what a human being is supposed to be. Just two cells. If that's not a miracle, I don't know what is. That's fabulous. And they all come together. They create something more through that combining power of love. Now, if I zoom out and we look at humanity as a whole, if we look at human beings as a whole, there's a story that I find really inspiring about the power of love and the enduring power of love. And that's the marriage between Mildred and Richard Loving, who I feel have the most appropriate last name. Now, some of you may know them, but if you don't know who they are, you'll find out very quickly. Um, Mildred uh, Loving was kind of famous for wanting to stay out of the limelight. But you see, Mildred was a brown-skinned African-American woman living in Jim Crow era Virginia. Richard was light-skinned and of European descent. And so the laws in Virginia at the time said that they could not get married. But they loved each other very much. So much so that they traveled to Washington, D.C., where they could get married. And then they came back to Virginia Now, there was a problem, though, when they got back to Virginia because someone in Virginia outed them. And so they were arrested by the authorities in Virginia, and those authorities gave the loving uh, family a choice. They could avoid a one-year prison sentence for both of them by moving to Washington, D.C., and then staying there for 25 years. 
which is kind of a bizarre choice, right? Now, the loving family, in a testament to their name, they chose a different path. They wrote to who was the attorney general for the United States at the time, Robert F. Kennedy Sr., and he referred them to the American Civil Liberties Union. And the ACLU filed a motion on their behalf affirming that what Virginia was doing was in violation of the Constitution. And long story short, through all the appeals process, their case ended up at the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court voted unanimously in favor of Mildred and Richard Loving. So this case would then go on to be one of many precedents that helped to further the goals of the civil rights movement, affirming that any two individuals, no matter the color of their skin or their background, can get married. We all have a right to that. That's the connecting power of their love, the way that their love moved beyond just them and their relationship to be something larger than itself. But their story doesn't end there. This case, Loving versus Virginia, would then go on to be cited as precedent in our much more recent 2015 Obergefell versus Hodges case that affirm the right of anyone who identifies as LGBTQ to marry who they love. And all of this was because Mildred and Richard Loving dared to love one another, even though their society told them that their love was not allowed. Now, in 2007, in a rare interview, Mildred Loving shared about this case and its impact with so much hindsight. And I love the conviction that she shares, and I want to share it with you. She said, My generation was bitterly divided over something that should have been so clear and right. The majority believed that what the judge said, that it was God's plan to keep people apart and that government should discriminate against people in love. But I have lived long enough now to see big changes. The older generation's fears and prejudices have given away, and today's young people realize that if someone loves someone, they have the right to marry. Surrounded as I am now by wonderful children and grandchildren, not a day goes by that I don't think of Richard and our love. our right to marry and how much it meant to me to have that freedom to marry the person precious to me, even if others thought he was the wrong kind of person for me to marry. I believe all Americans, no matter their race, no matter their sex, no matter their sexual orientation, should have that freedom to marry. And she goes on to say, government has no business imposing some people's religious beliefs over others, especially if it denies people civil rights. I am still not a political person, but I am proud that Richards and my name is on a court case that can help reinforce the love, the commitment, the fairness, and the family that so many people, black or white, 
young or old, gay or straight, seek in life. I support the freedom to marry for all. That's what loving and loving are all about. Ooh, so I feel chills when I hear that. And that story teaches me something precious about love, along with what we teach in our science of mind um, teaching here at the center. And that's that love tends to be this very essence of diversity. Not only is it that, but it also has taught me that through our shared values, which our values are those aspects of life that beyond our beliefs, we all tend to agree are good. And we shared some of those in our opening and our mission statement today. Well, that love binds us together and it allows us to move forward to bring those values into our reality, into our lives, into our world. That love reminds us that even though we might disagree on the path we take to get there, nevertheless, we have an opportunity to work together by sharing our gifts with one another, by making space for each other, especially space for all of our foibles and quirks, (laughs) which I have many, but also collectively working toward those common values of love and kindness and compassion that all of us can share together. In fact, those are the values that we embrace here at the center. Spiritual living, integrity, love, and compassion. I'll just add a little kindness on there too because I feel like that fits in with compassion. So what this tells me is that each of us has a part to play in creating something more than we are individually on our own. Each of us brings a unique love that has gifts to share with the world in a way that no one else can. And it took me a long time to realize this, and I hope for you it takes far less time than it took me. You're all very smart. I'm sure you'll get there much faster than I do. (laughs) Today, I'd like to give us an opportunity to tap into and find out what our love wants to share with the world. Last week, we took some time to get in touch with that inner self-love, and today we're going to ask it a question. So if it feels comfortable for you, I invite you to go ahead and close your eyes or you can soften your gaze and focus your attention upon that spark of love at the center of your being. I promise it is there. And take a moment to simply appreciate it, to appreciate this love that's at the center of your being. And as you're focusing your loving attention upon this love, I invite you to ask it a question. Is there any particular gift 
that you would have me share with the world? What gift is mine to share with the world? And then you can ask, in what way can I express my love to enrich not just myself, but all the people around me? In what way can I express my love to enrich myself and all the people around me? And listen to what love has to share with you. Okay, so I invite you to take a deep breath. And on the out breath, just let out a sigh. (sighs) When you feel ready, open your eyes, come back to this room. So how many of you heard from your inner love that it has something to share? Yeah, many of you. So take note of that. And if you didn't hear anything immediately, that's okay too. You can always practice this again on your own. I know for me, it took a long time before my inner love trusted that I was listening to it enough that it felt like it could share with me. So practice, practice, practice. And when you do find that gift, I invite you to share it with others. Especially in sharing it with our community here at the center because we need those gifts. We need your love. Just like everyone needs love. What I know is that when I allow my unique expression of love to resonate with the love that's being shared with others, well, something beautiful and inspiring is created. And I see that here every day at our center when we're working collectively together to make something new, something bigger, something better than what we've had before. And that's all a result of all of our unique expressions of love coming together and resonating together. For example, I am inspired by the love that brought one of our resident artists, Bob Hart, together with our youth coordinator, Jennifer Caldwell. And together, they put together our teen art show that you see out in the social hall. Teen art show that continues to have bids, by the way, to help them go to teen camp, which is amazing. And I'm inspired by how Jennifer brought our teens together to create that art to share with you so that they can share their love and they can receive the love that they'll get at teen camp next year. And they are going to teen camp next year. I'm inspired each time I witness the care and the love that each of our board of trustees share with one another, share with our community. 
and their guidance and their, their high watch that they hold for us. I'm inspired by the way that love flows out of our stewards, our financial stewards of our community, because they have this eye for detail that is such a powerful expression of love and takes such good care of our community's finances. I'm inspired by our circles for spiritual connection and how they create a space where each member can find their own unique expression of love and then bring it into the world and share it with their peers. I'm inspired by all of our prayer practitioners who so selflessly share their unique love and their gifts with this community through their prayers, through their spiritual coaching, through their volunteering and their wise counsel. I'm inspired by our jail ministry and how its selfless, courageous love helps to gently lift up those who have fallen so far. I'm inspired by the ways, even though I wasn't here at the time some of these things happened, that we as a community all came together to support one another during the fires, during the floods, and during the pandemic. The unique ways that our love combined together here at this community allowed us to face challenges that, if I'm honest, broke some communities. And yet we persist, yet we survive, yet we thrive because of that love. In fact, I'm so inspired to know that our community itself, just like those two cells that get together to create a human being, well, our community kind of started the same way. Because back in 1954, Reverend Arnold Hansen began holding meetings about science of mind in his home on Clark Street. Just a few people. And look at us now. Now we have hundreds of people who come through here each week whose lives are enriched and transformed by that science of mind teaching and transformed by the love that each of us shares here at the center. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the power of love. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that love helping us to all fall madly in love with one another. Each of our unique expressions of love, I think, would be a little diminished if Reverend Arnold Hansen and his cohort hadn't gotten together to say yes to this community. And they hadn't held a vision for where that love could take us. So, I invite you to explore and to find out the unique ways that your love wants to share itself with the world. See if you become inspired just as I have become inspired. I'm going to continue to explore it with you because there is no bottom to the depths of our love. There is no limit to the unique ways that that love can express itself. And as we discover that, I hope, in fact, I'm going to move beyond hope. I know that as we allow our love to come together in all of its unique expressions, that we continue to create something so much more than we could on our own. That inspires me, and I hope that it inspires you too.
So shall we take that into prayer? All right. How good it is to know that there is only one life, one presence, one power that is the source of all that is good. It is only good. It is wholeness and it is especially love. Love in its absoluteness and love in all of its unique expressions. And I know that we, we are a unique expression of that love. Each of us is a unique individual creation from this source of love. Each of us, I know, is a conduit through which that love makes itself known in some way that is new. And so knowing this, I know that we are absolutely blessed by that love. That every single one of us is bringing a new, beautiful expression of that love into the world. Every single day with every single breath that we take, we are that. We are that love. We are that perfect and unique and diverse expression. And it's so beautiful to witness that, to witness how that love comes together and creates this place called the Center for Spiritual Living. Knowing that together we are so much more than we would be on our own. And so I am grateful to witness that. And I know that that love enriches and enhances and empowers our lives every single day. I am grateful And so with this gratitude, I release this word into the action of that law that always says, yes, my beloved's yes. And together we say, and so it is.